Everybody Googles everything, especially potential customers or employers, and a business or personal online reputation can make or break you. If negative search results or reviews are impacting you, Webamax is here to help. Our proven process restores your online reputation quickly and effectively, and it matters. Don't let negative results control your narrative. Visit GoWebamax.com and fill out a brief confidential form to see how we can help. Remember, if you aren't paying attention to your online reputation, someone else is. GoWebamax.com. Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, We've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's time to take a ride on the Steelers afternoon drive with our co-hosts, Alan Saunders and Zachary Smith. Welcome in to another episode of Steelers Afternoon Drive. I'm Zachary Smith. That is Alan Saunders. Alan, are we even able to say afternoon for this episode? So we're going to call it an evening drive today. Okay. okay. We, yeah. It was evening drive. Evening you can see there's drive. a third person on the screen. Donnie Chedrick, Donnie Football, the wing guy, Icy Light Mango guy, whatever <laughs> you want to call him. 93.7 The Fan. Donnie, what's going on, pal? Nothing much, guys. Uh, thanks for having me. I've been checking out... Uh, some of your stuff really as the the Steelers season went on um you know I, I know we we always converse a lot on on Twitter and social media so uh I appreciate you guys having me yeah absolutely man um I do want to clear the air before we we get into this I, I need you to let Andrew Filipponi know that I do not hate him all right <laughs> you know when when there was conversation when you guys were talking about the whole Broderick Jones situation yes and Mike yeah. we came up uh you know he, he said is that the guy that hates me I want to clear the air I need you to relay the message to Pony that I do not hate him. Will do. Will do. I, I, I think I think those guys kind of just assume uh, that's how Everybody the populace normally feels. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And also. I, no I hate him. You can tell. <laughs> I hate him. I, yeah. I, I want to beat his. I, yeah. No. <laughs> Alan, Donnie and I got lumped in together a lot because, you know, the husky guy with a beard is, is exactly mm-hmm. how Donnie put well, it on that's the what show. We had to bring. That's why we had to bring guests in this week to keep our beard quota back at two <laughs> after mm-hmm. you ridiculously, but apparently successfully. We got another comment on yesterday's episode. I know we did. With just we did. The people like is, is that is that all for the Arthur Smith look? It is 100%. My mom, I, I walked upstairs the first day that I did it. 
and my mom was like okay what's this about and i was like oh don't worry the steelers just hired arthur smith and then she just acted like it was normal that i shaved my beard <laughs> just because of the steelers offensive coordinator hire so we're here this yeah see I, if i if i did that i'd be a single man again <laughs> i remember I when my daughter was well when my daughter was very young i shaved and she like freaked out like she's like started crying like because she didn't like <laughs> That's just, it was like my face melted <laughs> off to her. Like a piece of me was gone. She didn't know how to respond. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, what are we like almost three minutes into this thing? Nothing yet said about, start football. about football. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So With Mr. Alan, football, can I call you Mr. Football? Is that how that works? No, you don't have to do that. Just call me Donnie. <laughs> that's it. That's it. That's his father. Yeah. Oh, football oh, is my dad. <laughs> um, Donnie, I want, I'm interested to get your take on this, and I'm sure that the the airwaves have heard your take on this, but uh, Art Rooney talking about the quarterback situation, talking about a trade being unlikely. The name most linked to the Steelers when it comes to trade talk has been Justin Fields, you know, primarily because Chicago, number one overall pick, Caleb Williams right there at the top for them to take and kind of restart the clock with that QB contract of Caleb Williams, considered a generational talent by many. Uh, Justin Fields, first off, would he even make sense for the Steelers? You know, does he make more sense now in an Arthur Smith offense? And two, do you have any interest in trading assets to get a guy that you're going to have to pretty much give a second contract to in the very near future? Uh, I think you, you kind of hope with this, that you don't get caught up in a bidding war with multiple teams. Although, I mean, it could end up being that even though like with Justin Fields, it's just a huge case of untapped potential. Like, you look at the numbers, you look at what he's done in Chicago, and people will just steer clear of that by based on what they see. But then sometimes you see how electric the dude could be, and it's like, okay, you put that guy around the right people, then you might have something there. I mean, I, I think they should be open to, to all options this offseason. Uh, I'm not saying to, like, throw – uh, several picks their way or get ready to, to pay this guy big money. I think mm -hmm. if it's in the, the realm of like, I, I I've seen a few things that have gotten thrown out there. Like I know Schefter mentioned like a first round pick, but I, I think sometimes whenever Schefter throws things out, it's kind of just to do a favor to somebody yeah. in the business. Like he, he's just doing the bears a favor there by saying that it warrants a first round pick is what I think. But if it's their, their second or I don't know a third or fourth in like a player. I I honestly think it's it's worth going for, uh, because you're getting a quarterback who is still younger than Kenny Pickett, and even though the the win loss record doesn't look good, I understand that, and I know that it normally gets held on to a little bit more uh, with Pickett just because of the like downfall of some of his other numbers, but uh, I I think. A lower asking price, like a like low buy on the guy, possible high reward. I think that's what you could get with Fields. I mean, but then again, if you get into some sort of war with somebody else, you got to mm. really set your limit uh, in how much you're willing to give away. Yeah, I think it's hard for me to see how it fits for the Steelers as a team with just like a bunch of needs besides quarterback. You know, I, I think if they really want to go address the quarterback position in like a big, like, Hey, let's just fix this kind of way. 
I, I think it's easier to envision them uh, finding the cap space to do something with Kirk Cousins or or, or Baker Mayfield than trading like high, like first or second round picks. Like they like th- we know what, what what Omar Khan and Andy Waddle want to do, right? They want to rebuild this offensive line. And when I'm sitting there watching Mike Tomlin and Mobile like hawking the linemen all week, <laughs> and like. I just can't imagine that this team is not going to go out there and with a really deep tackle draft class, got three or four really good centers. It just seems like everything's lined up perfectly for them to fix this offensive line. And like, that's what they really want to do. And so I don't know. It just Mm -hmm. doesn't feel real. I think, I don't think it would be a bad idea. It just doesn't feel realistic to me. It doesn't feel like something the team really has any, it doesn't seem to line up with the plan that they've been putting forward for this team. Like, if you want to go get Justin Fields, I don't know that Arthur Smith is the coordinator I want either. Like, he's no quarterback whisperer. How is he going to be the guy that is going to maximize the potential out of a quarterback that does have high potential but has never reached it? I mean, I would have wanted Zach Robinson if I was going down that road, right, and not not Arthur yeah. Smith. It doesn't seem Gerard like it, Johnson. Fits, it fits the pattern of their behavior. One of the one of the quarterbacks you mentioned, Alan, uh, now I, I – wouldn't put a, a high percentage on on this guy just because I think he played so well with the team he was with this year. They'll just sign him back. I would love Baker Mayfield. Love yeah. him for for whatever reason. I, I've I was always a fan of his, even whenever he was in Cleveland. Like some of the t- some of the commercials might have been a little bit cheesy, but <laughs> I don't know. I I just I kind of like the the chip on the shoulder that he always had. I liked his attitude, like not always the biggest guy, you know, he would make his mistakes. He had his limits, but I don't know. I, I just, I've just always been a fan of his. Yeah. Definitely a different build for a quarterback too at that stature. But I, I do want to say also Liam Cohen being the OC, I feel like it's kind of a done deal. I think that was done to yeah. keep Baker in yeah, Bay so. getting yeah, him that LA connection. Sure. Um, but the, the one thing that Donnie did say there within that um, that I like going back to the fields thing was I do think the Steelers should be exploring all options. Now, if they still do that, but come back to a room of Kenny Pickett, Ryan Tannehill, mid-round draft pick, then so be it, whatever. But I do think that everything should be on the table. I think that like this fields thing, the discourse and conversation surrounding it has really opened my eyes to like the difference in what I think the organization and how I think they're going to approach it as opposed to how I feel like the fan base would approach it. Like the fan base is always going to be about taking that big swing. But if you like get behind the lens of the organization, you realize, okay, this probably isn't the path that they're realistically going going to take like it's a fun conversation to have but like within the realm of possibility i wouldn't put it very probable i think it's really funny that steelers fans love to like point and laugh at the browns and if you let most steelers fans run the team they would run it just like the browns have run their team like (laughs) just with their hair on fire cut everybody trade everybody get a new guy in here this guy stinks 92 quarterbacks in nine years or whatever it was like that's madden style yeah, it's exactly what they make fun of, and they watch it not work. And yet, and yet, like, it's so fr- – I understand the frustration of watching a team that's not where you want it to be, but I think the thing that has sort of been the Steelers' um, North Star over, the, over you know, 50 years has been patience, being the most patient team in the room. And look, if we're talking about Baker Mayfield, right, this is exactly like if you – I'm not saying that Kenny Pickett is going to become Baker Mayfield, but like this is right when the Browns gave up on Baker Mayfield, made a mm-hmm. big swing to go get Deshaun Watson. Now, I'm not saying Justin Fields is 
anything like Deshaun Watson, but like this is right where the Browns were when they decided this guy's just never going to be good enough. We need a big move. And now it completely blew up in their face. It's not as big of a move. It's not the same situation, but I think the Steelers mm-hmm. have decided they're going to be patient with Kenny Pickett. And when you're starting out with saying, okay, we've got one guy in the roster already and he's kind of an unsure thing. I'm not sure what going and getting another unsure thing does for me. Like if I was getting a, if yeah. I was getting Kirk Cousins, I know what I am getting in Kirk Cousins. That is a sure thing, except for his injury. As long as he's healthy, whatever. Like Justin Fields could be great, he could be awful. I don't know. Same as the guy we already got. If the Steelers didn't have Kenny Pickett under contract, but they had Mason Rudolph under contract, right? Steady guy, pretty low upside. We think he could be okay. I could. I think at that point, I could really justify the Justin Fields talk a lot more than trying to put him together with Pickett when it's a lot of not that they're the same player, but it's just a lot of unknown. You're just putting unknown with unknown. It doesn't seem to make sense the way they've done business and the way they, they lay things out. Yeah, I think I think the quarterback room will be similar to what uh, Zach laid out a few minutes ago. And I, I think it's like a pretty common thought that I, I know that the, the Tannehill dots got connected once they hired Arthur Smith and Okay, they'll stick with Pickett. They'll bring in Tannehill, like veteran, back half of his career. He's in his uh, mid to late 30s. He's accomplished some. He was at his best with Smith. And then probably just a middle-round guy. Now, like, I had the thought of, like, Spencer Rattler was always in my head, but then, I don't know, he probably had too good of a week last week. Probably Uh, fourth round, I think, for Rattler and and Jordan Travis. Uh, those two guys are the kind of higher upside guys down there. I think that they could still get, um, JJ McCarthy's probably going to be, I don't know, maybe first round now. I, I think that's, yeah, that's, that just seems like, like they're going to the line there. I, I just, that just seems like that they've kind of decided. I'm putting my, I'm putting my stamp on it right now. He goes no later than 13th overall. JJ McCarthy. McCarthy. You don't even think he gets the Steelers no. that high. No. Yeah. I think 11, 12, 13. I think there's three teams as, within there. As like bad as the rest of the quarterbacks looked at the senior bowl, I do think there will be a, like, you don't want to be the last guy without a chair, uh, mm-hmm. you know, kind of kind of feeling with the, with the GMs that might want a quarterback. So I think yeah. J.J. McCarthy's stock is definitely up. But, yeah, I, 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 I just think I, I, the one thing I wanted to – and I'll let you – but, like, do yeah. we talk about this stuff too much? I mean, I know we got – this show where we we literally created a place to do nothing but talk about the Steelers all offseason. But, like, I don't know. I feel some type of way when, like, we spend time talking about stuff that I'm like, that ain't going to happen. I don't know. I think sometimes the right answer is just to say, like, that ain't going to happen and then just move on. Like This is the this is the having a conversation out loud version of mock drafts. Yeah, right. It's That's just true. For fun. It means yeah. absolutely nothing, but it's just for fun. But I Especially think people when people are doing mock drafts before the season's over. <laughs> you don't know where teams are picking. Like, or who's I, love, in the draft. I, love, I love mock drafts any time of the year. I, I get it. I, I get it. I just, I, myself, I do not do them until I know where every team is picking at. I enjoy looking back too occasionally at like the, like right after, right after a draft happens, you'll get like the way too early draft yeah. for the next year. Some mm-hmm. of the names, some of the quarterbacks, especially that have popped up in those, like Keaton Slovis was one of them. Spencer yeah. Rattler, another one. I think Phil Dracovic was one of them once upon a time, sure. too. Yeah, that's yeah. 
Uh, mm-hmm. I think I think DeMarvin Leal, like not long ago, was like a top oh, 10 yeah. pick. Going into 2022, he was supposed to be definitely like a locked first round pick. But I had a friend that I do draft stuff with. His name is Jake Chevink. Go from 21 to 22. So that same time that period that we're talking about with like Leal and stuff. His way too early for 2022. Not player team fits, but just players that went. He had eight right in the in the top 15. I was like, wow. that is like unbelievable. That's um, impressive. Yeah. Uh, but I wanted to ask you guys both this, getting back to the fields thing, how much of it, and again, like he hasn't taken that next step as a passer, but how much of the intrigue is just because of the elevated floor because of what he can provide with his legs? I think that's a lot of it. Uh, I mean, I now I, I know at least Alan especially, I mean, I, I know you guys probably both, like you have a better idea of what, uh, Mike Tomlin's thoughts are on him, but he he seems like one of those players. We remember the the comment he made to uh, who was it Chase Young a few years ago. I know Young uh, went yeah. higher than what Fields went, but mm-hmm. like that's like one of those types of players that Tomlin would say like, "Oh man, we're not we're never going to be bad enough to have a guy like you." I feel yeah. like he kind of has that that thought about Justin Fields and like okay it didn't work out for him in Chicago they're going to take the next big thing here in April maybe he has the thought that he can fix him and he can work with him but he is he is electric uh with his legs and I don't know again like how much stock you guys take into whenever Mike Tomlin brings up quarterback mobility I think there's one quarterback in the whole league that definitively has better legs, and that's Lamar Jackson. Yeah, I think this is a great example to show the people that think like Mike Tomlin is the Steelers' like ultimate puppet master and just like calls all the shots on his own. If Mike Tomlin uh, was doing that, like the, the second round pick would be in an envelope, he'd be in his Jeep driving to Chicago right now to bring Justin Fields back with him. Like that would be the end of it. Like that's that would be his guy 100%. But you know yeah. he's going to work within that plan right, that I was talking about this this structure and this idea and that's why he doesn't do stuff like that. But absolutely, Mike Tomlin would love to have Justin Fields or a guy like Justin Fields said the same things about Jalen Hurts if you remember and a very mm-hmm. similar kind of player, right? And and Jalen Hurts has said that he expected the Steelers to draft him because of yeah. the level of interest that they showed in him. And so yeah, I think that's I absolutely think Mike Tomlin would love to go get Justin Fields. I'm just not sure that the overall organizational plan is lined up for trading like day one and day two draft picks this year with half an offensive line built and the classes that are out there, out there and sort of some kind of commitment to giving Kenny Pickett one more shot. Sure. Yeah, I agree. We've talked about, you know, the fit for him in Arthur Smith's offense. Like, does it make more or less sense to bring in a Justin Fields right now? And Donnie, I want to get your take on Arthur Smith's offense, not specifically for the quarterback position, but just in general. What what did you make of the hiring? Is this a good thing or a bad thing? And like, who do you think are the big beneficiaries for an Arthur Smith offense from the roster right now? Uh, I, initially, I wasn't excited. I've gotten a little bit uh, warmer to the idea. Like, I, I kind of joked, like, it'll be just similar to like what we saw, but I mean, I, I think I'm one of the, the people that was just so damaged by what we've seen uh, from the offensive coordinator uh, role the last, what, five years. Uh, but there's no denying that Arthur Smith actually has a resume, and the last two guys did not. The two guys ago was just 
good buddies with the quarterback. And the, the last guy uh, had no, like, higher marks than what he was able to do a couple of seasons in college, one of them being at Pitt, which I'm sure absolutely helped things out. He also had the Maryland and Boston College tie-in. But uh, I think Smith, he, he does well what the Steelers already tried to do well, which will – certainly be good for the organization and the and the fans because everybody thinks of the Steelers run game the owner talks about it all the time it gets preached about all the time mm-hmm. he does seem to specialize uh on that side of things which I think is good now in in Tennessee people can say well he had Derrick Henry that made it easy I, I'm sure it did but Henry still had I, I might be wrong on a couple of outlier years but I think his some of his absolute best years were under Smith. We know that the Tannen only two seasons years. that he's had over five yards of carry were the two years he was the OC. Yeah, and he had the the two thousand yard season in one of those. Uh, Tannehill's two best years, two most efficient years were under Smith. He had the fifty five touchdowns and thirteen picks or whatever it was. Uh, so I I do think it'll absolutely be an upgrade. Uh, and when it comes to guys that that benefit from it. Um, I mean, I, I think that that Najee Harris and Jalen Warren are the, the top two uh, for me. I, I hope that Kenny Pickett is a guy not far behind. But then I also think of like the guys at, at tight end too, uh, Friar Muth. Like I don't know what will what will ever get from Darnell Washington. I'm a little bit worried about the guy, but also excited. Uh, and Connor Hayward. Uh, could become a pretty big X factor. Like he's, he's already to me, like he should be used like a Swiss army knife type because of his size and his skill set. Like he's undersized for a tight end, but can kind of be a fullback H back tight end, like whatever you want him to be. Uh, I think he could be uh, someone that benefits a lot from this. Donnie, we talked a lot about what that day like was for me. It was in the middle of covering the Senior Bowl. They hired Arthur Smith, had to go write that, then finish covering Senior Bowl practice, then jump back here to do the podcast. What was that day like for you? I can imagine the phone line board there in the booth at the fan <laughs> just like starting to smoke and hiss as the vitriol from the fan base came in from, from that uh, from that move. What what was that like? Yeah, that, that was one of those days like anytime – uh, I mean, you, you get like a coach hire like that, which we don't get to see often here. Uh, so that's mm-hmm. a little bit different. Uh, the the other days I can really compare it to uh, one that I think of whenever they made the Chase Claypool trade, uh, what a season and a half ago, that was another one where we kind of just like let everything go. Like right off the bat, the guys opened things up. Like first segment was pretty much just opening comments. And then it was, all right, like floodgates are open and it was just calls for the next, you know, however long, like pretty much until they run out. And on a day like that, it really didn't like it pretty much carried the duration of the show with us just throwing in like little nuggets here and there. But yeah, I mean, it, it, it's always exciting in like in this field, really, no matter what, like whether you personally like whatever move that gets made, if it's something notable like this, then it's exciting, like a bit of an adrenaline rush. Uh, I don't know if you guys like experience that too, but it's like, oh, yeah. okay, like everybody's going to want to talk about this. And it's just constant for the next several hours. 
What are those? Ronnie, uh, how did we? Uh, I, I just want to ask how how we got here because obviously, like as somebody that grows up being a Pittsburgh sports fan, you obviously think like maybe this is something you want to do. When did you know that that was something you wanted to do, and what drove you to get into the position that you're in? Uh, so I mean, you want me to go like way back to? Oh, we're talking childhood like, here. At least, okay, if you want to go that far back, but like at least when the decision was made what you wanted to go to college for. But if you want to go back to childhood. So, I mean, that, that, that is kind of when it started. Um, I mean, okay. I, I know that uh, kids growing up, like they, they, they'll they pick out like, oh, I want to be a pro football player. I want to be a cop. I want to be a fireman. I want to be a teacher or whatever. Uh, I got my inspiration from – watching NFL primetime, like in its heyday. Well, I, I, I guess I can't say heyday because I wasn't like around for it in the early 90s. But at least in my heyday, it was still like must watch for me as a kid. Like you get the whole slate of 1 p.m. and 4 p.m. NFL games. Uh, that's whenever Sunday mm-hmm. night football was on ESPN. So you would automatically just tune in to uh, ESPN for prime time. It's Berman. It's Tom Jackson. Like Berman's given all of his little sayings. Uh, Eric sleeping with the enemy, Joseph live and let it die. Like he's getting into all of them. Uh, and I remember watching that like week by week hearing Berman and just thinking like, man, that would be like the coolest job ever. Like this guy just gets to talk about football and like, he's got like highlights of every single game. Now, not that I had to go and do exactly that, but that mixed with like once I got into high school and coming to the realization, like, okay, I'm I'm not myself. I myself am not going to be an NFL player or a CFL player or any of the other leagues you want to throw out there. Uh, mm-hmm. Like I'm an undersized kid that's that plays offensive line. I'd have to be like the best athlete to play in the trenches to, to go anywhere big and, and get anywhere big with it. So like I had that uh, passion from, from a young age, like, and then I took the journalism classes in high school. I took the TV news classes in high school, uh, had a journalism, my, my journalism teacher in high school, uh, Mr. Lindsay, shout out to him uh, at Greensburg, Salem. Uh, he's the one that first told me about, waynesburg's program like what they had uh within communications and like how he knew like a couple of students that had gone there and like what a high level it was lanny was there for a couple of a couple of years at that point lanny for terry uh and that's kind of how um all that came to be so then like have a phone call with lanny i go visit um I did play – I was uh, on the football team there my my freshman year. Uh, yeah, I think I've seen a picture on that. <laughs> random college yeah. athletes Twitter account. Yes, yeah. yeah. Uh, mostly <laughs> just played JV, uh, but I was on the the last team there to ever uh, beat W&J, and that could also oh, yeah, hold go. up to be the last team ever for all we know. Uh, then – you know, went, went through the uh, sports broadcasting program, uh, met some of my best friends still to this day uh, that they get monikered the Nasty Boys. Uh, if you ever hear that name, get thrown out there and uh, got into this uh, afterwards. I worked for a couple of years in West Virginia, 
I did some minor league baseball and worked at a mm-hmm. radio station there. Then pandemic came around, uh, started part-time at the fan, kind of had to work my way through things. Like I, I worked multiple like odd jobs, worked at Amazon in the warehouse. I drove for Amazon, which I would not recommend either. Uh, if anybody ever noted, uh, questions if they should work for them. Uh, then my now boss, uh, Craig, he, one of his kids got sick one week in the summer. And since it was around the pandemic, it was uh, protocol that, you know, he had to stay home. Mm-hmm. He reached out to me, asked me if I wanted to fill in for him for a week, like work with the guys. I had never gotten to do that before. Uh, and I, I was, I was nervous because I had worked with Paul Zeiss in the evenings and like the late, late shows. And I'd worked with people on the weekends. I had never worked with Pony or Chris. So that was going to be new to me. I knew them like to see them in the building. We would chit chat and BS like every now and then. Uh, but I knew like big time show, like afternoon drive show. Uh, you know, my, I was, I'm always nervous anyway. I was extra nervous like the the first week I was doing that. But uh, we we hit things off. Um, You know, there were a lot of guys that filled in for Craig, like his few years that he was their producer. And I guess that it just never really like clicked for any anyone else for one reason or another. Uh, And for me, it did. Like after that week, they specifically told Craig, like, we want this guy anytime you can't do it. And then a couple of things happened above me. Craig gets a promotion and the, the rest is, is history there. So hopefully not too long winded uh, on that, yeah. but, but that, that, that's how I got into Love the it. chair uh, two to six every, every weekday. When there you were thinking, you know, okay, I'm going to go to, to Waynesburg and I'm going to go to journalism. Uh, did you have in your mind, like, oh, someday this is going to lead to me, like, touring bars around the region sampling chicken <laughs> wings? <laughs> or, or, like, doing a Paradise Pub, shout out hamburger eating challenge? How did you embrace the irreverence of, of what you have to do in the industry? So, uh, it, it was a little bit different. Like, I, I definitely, uh, like, come out of my shell more whenever I'm with those guys, I like get something I kind of had to learn uh, on the go with them because the, the funny thing about being in this field is that I was always shy, always nervous. Like I still don't like public speaking. And I, I tried to explain to people how what we do is different from public speaking. Like, you know, I'm on the radio. People can't really see me. I don't feel like I'm talking to as many people as we may be talking to, but you put me in front of like a group or a class, whatever, like I get the typical, like I get sweaty, whatever, get, get nervous. Not that I like flub over my words the whole time through, like I end up being fine, but it's funny that I like grew up as such a quiet, quiet, shy kid. Uh, I had teachers uh, tell me like, you know, you're going to struggle with this if you, uh, you know, if you don't break out of it, like you want to be like, if you want to be in the news of, of some way, shape or form or in the media, like you have to get out of it. Uh, but with those guys, uh, it was kind of, 
I don't want to say forced. Like, I think it, I feel like that's like a negative word, uh, but I had to had to break that shell, uh, which I'm, I'm glad I did um, because I was able to do like funny things uh, like the, the Andrew Whitworth challenge with all the uh, double stacks. Uh, the, the wing thing is like a whole whole other story, how that came to be uh, that I could tell as we keep going here. But yeah, like it was a, a little shift for me, but I'm, I'm glad that I was like able to do it. And I tried to do it in stride. Uh, the, the, definitely the last thing that I wanted to ask at least Alan was what's the coolest moment that you've had so far since joining on with 93. Is there like a conversation that you've gotten to have with somebody or just an experience that you've had? Maybe we've already touched on it, but what's the one thing right now that you would say is like the coolest experience that you would, if you could tell child Donnie football that you have to experience that they'd just be smiling from ear to ear. Uh, I'm trying to think of some of the like bigger guests that we've had on. Um, I know that the pony's not there this week, but the the last two years he had actually gone out to the Super Bowl, like with his uh, Fandle relationship. So mm-hmm. like he had been able to get like some big guests uh, just being out on radio row. Uh, yeah. I, I, I do think it's like funny sometimes, like if I just like, if I'm going through my contacts to like actually look for somebody and just like seeing some of the names I have in there thinking like, I have no business having this person's <laughs> phone number. Like I would have never thought I had this person's phone number. Uh, one of the guys that, um, I didn't get to like call or contact all that often, uh, because I was only, I think three or four months into the job full time. But uh, before uh, Mike Florio moved into that spot, the guys had John Clayton on every single week. Mm. Uh, And he was, uh, I mean, that's someone kind of like Berman uh, in the same vein. Like I, I watched this guy on sports center, like every day as a kid. And now like all of a sudden I have this guy's phone number. All of a sudden I'm calling this guy every single Wednesday at three o'clock or three 30, whatever it was. Uh, so just kind of like the, the moments like that, like talking to people, even if it's very quick, like the, like, Hey, how's everything going? Like, you know, the guys will be back in a minute or two here, like just pleasantries. It's, it's pretty neat. Like some of the, the people I never thought I would encounter. Deeply offended that me calling Paul at 10, 15 PM to talk about pit football <laughs> did, not make, did not make that list. I, I can't believe it. Uh, Donnie, I've seen the, the ratings and they're good. And I've seen the, the accolades from people like Barrett sports media. I know people like your show, but when I go on social media, I see a lot of dislike directed at your co-hosts. What is something that people don't know about those guys uh, that maybe doesn't make it onto the airwaves or onto social media that you think people should know? Uh, so something that always seems to surprise uh, the, 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 the populace out there that like they, they experience Pony and Chris on Twitter. Uh, they listen to them on the radio. They, they make whatever opinion. Normally, like you, like you said, it's a negative one. Uh, but I, I always tell people like, how awesome of guys they are, like how well they treat me. Uh, they're basically like two big brother figures that I never had. Uh, they've 
been like nothing but great to me. They've backed me like every step of the way while at the fan, like sort of anything. Uh, I mean, not that there's ever been like troublesome situations, but like two guys that I know that always have my back. Um, and then it, it is always kind of funny whenever uh, people like if I'm if I'm with those guys and we're out at, I don't know, Mike's Beer Bar or we went to uh, the March Madness games in, in Pittsburgh a couple of years ago or we're at a pirate game and people talk to those guys for five, 10, 15 minutes. And then their takeaway is like, man, like. I thought you were a total jackass based on Twitter, but like you're like a really cool guy. Like that's that's normally the takeaway whenever they talk to those two. Like they really are great dudes. Uh, which I I know that like they're not worried about what the people on Twitter think. Uh, I mean, Pony's pretty much a monk on Twitter. Like I, I've never seen anybody have better discipline than that guy on social media. Like he puts something out there. That I, I think. I think Chris has always described it the best. Uh, whenever Pony really puts something out there to get people going, it's basically the uh, the image in your mind of a kid walking up to like a pile of sticks or a pile of wood, lights the match, throws it in the <laughs> pile, walks away, and has zero concern uh... about what's going on. Or like the uh, the meme with the little girl when the house is on fire and just kind of turned like with the little smirk on. Her I, face. I was thinking of the Joker walking away from the hospital. <laughs> yeah. That that's another good one. Yeah. I think so. Alan, anything else? No, I think that's it, man. It's been a lot of fun. I'm not it trying to be, been. you know, I, I try to be impartial here, but I don't, I don't know, Alan, this might be, this might be my favorite one so far. It's been pretty good. Uh, you don't got to be no, nice let's... just because I'm sitting here. Don't let no. Don't let Derek or Nick he says Barry that he says that about everybody. Don't listen. <laughs> I I I can guarantee I have not said that about Derek or Nick being on here. <laughs> you might you, uh, might have to, you might have to give Nick a hard time for me the next time you talk to him because he he fell asleep on me last Sunday. Yeah, <laughs> I tried. What are you supposed to be on? Yeah, I I <laughs> I, I, I booked him for like eight twenty five. I knew he was out at the Senior Bowl or maybe yeah. just coming back, so I was a little bit worried. And I shot him a text like Sunday morning. I didn't hear from him. I'm like, uh, uh oh, and then get a text back around 9 a.m. Like he had a, an expletive or two thrown in there. And he's like, I fell asleep, man. I'm so sorry. Or I just woke up. I'm so sorry. And I was like, no, no this worries, pal. I'll have you back on. I didn't stand Kale up. I just want you to know that I, I made my appearance that day. <laughs> so, it's not there all, we go. Not all of us. There we go. Uh, Donnie, we can't thank you enough for riding shotgun on this episode with us, pal. Why don't you tell the people where they can find you? Uh, so on, on Twitter, uh, at Don Ched 54, uh, D O N C H E D 54, uh, Instagram. If you want to look on there, that's Don 54 Ched. Uh, because my, my last name is Chedrick. It's not actually football. There, there have been people to ask that before, which <laughs> is kind of unbelievable to, to, to think somebody's uh, actual last name is football. You should tell them, yeah, but it's just one <laughs> L. You just add the second L. To... Yeah, that, that would really throw them off. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, it's Alan, French. 
Yeah, yeah. And then know. also, uh, I just listened to ninety-three-seven, the fan, uh, from two there to six, go. at least two to That's six, Monday through Friday, if if not all day, every day. Yeah, absolutely, Alan. I think the people know by now, but go ahead and tell them where they can find you. Ace Founders underscore PGH. We got to tell all the new people that that the thousands and thousands of people that are going to be coming here to yeah. uh, to to hear the Mister. No, not Mr. Donnie football, but not Mr. Yeah. Football. That's his father. Ace yeah. Unders yeah. underscore PGH on Twitter, Instagram, wherever. PGA Steelers now, sites account SteelersNow.com. Got a thousand stories up there, including a lot of stuff about Justin Fields, like we talked about. And um, wrote a really interesting draft profile on a guy I guarantee you've never heard of named Ryan Flournoy from Southeast Missouri State. That's one of the schools that Mark Robinson went to. And I think he's an interesting guy. So go check it out. You were correct. I've never heard of that player. Um, but or I that well school. Read that now. <laughs> or that school. Yeah, you're absolutely correct. I am Zachary Smith, PGH. Like, subscribe, hit that notification bell here. Hit us in the comments with any questions for the next episode. Any thoughts about what we talked about today? Uh, your thoughts on Donnie's journey. You know, we always get comments when DB's on about how much they love <laughs> DB. Let's get some love for Donnie in the comments. That guy does do a good job. There you go. See? You're even getting everybody it now loves from Everybody yeah. loves there. Everybody <laughs> loves there. Just everybody uh, loves. Leave us a five star review like Dottie just did for Derek Bell. If you're listening somewhere else, Apple, Spotify, wherever you get your podcast from. Again, Donnie, we can't thank you enough for jumping in, joining us, riding shotgun. Alan Saunders, Donnie Chadrick, Zachary Smith. Till next time, thanks for jumping in. Take another ride on the Steelers afternoon drive. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Our bodies come in different shapes and sizes, so doesn't it make sense that our weight loss plans should too? That's the beauty of Noom. They build a personal plan that factors in dietary restrictions, medical issues, and other personal needs so your plan works for you. Noom doesn't restrict or shame when you want to treat yourself. Their flexible program focuses on progress instead of perfection. You don't have to give up carbs or anything. And with their daily lessons, you can learn something new about your food choices every day. After just a few days of using the app, I learned how to recognize cues for overeating and how to choose the right foods to feel full. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M.com. And check out Noom's first ever cookbook, The Noom Kitchen, for 100 healthy and delicious recipes to promote better living. Available to buy now wherever books are sold. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. 
No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.